0: This is the Anderson Business Advisors Podcast, the show for real estate investors, stock traders, and business owners. We help you keep more of what you earn and protect what you've built. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Toby Mathis, and I'm joined today by Bill Mencaro, who is the only guy I talk to about notes. He runs a, uh, a, a investment group, which is an educational group and a great platform that deals with this area. And today, all we're going to talk about is building wealth with note investing. It's one area of investing that a lot of people don't know anything about. And so we're going to make sure you know about it. So, first off, Bill, thank you for being here. And, uh, and second you, off, yeah, and second off, what is note investing and why should somebody consider it?
1: Well, uh, it's about the only investment I know of where you can decide what interest rate you would like on your money. That's interesting. Uh, That's a
0: good way to put it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's a secured investment, unlike a lot of other investments. Uh, so, what is it? Real estate note people call them trust deeds, mortgages, contracts for deed in some states. It's a legal document created when somebody sells a property and lets the buyer purchase it without involving conventional lenders. Instead, very briefly, the buyer pays the property seller in installment payments uh, over time for the amount of the purchase price, plus interest, less any down payment that was made. Just to give you a simple example, let's take a $300,000 single family house. Uh, somebody is selling their home and uh, buyer comes and and uh, it's uh, free and clear or uh, it's got a fairly low balance that can be paid off on the mortgage. So $300,000 house, buyer comes along, gives a 20% down payment, $60,000, balance is $240,000. Now normally they would go to a bank or some other lender and, and get, the, get that cash. Well, in this case, the seller of the property says, no, I will take back a note. And it'll be 9% interest. Fifteen years, and the property buyer will then pay the seller instead of the bank. Pays the seller every month. In this case, about twenty-four hundred dollars a month, and the note is held by the property seller, and it's secured by a lien on the property. So, if there's any defaults or anything, ultimately the the seller could get the get the house back. And that's in a nutshell what a real estate note is.
0: So, for example, when you're teaching and you're teaching people how to how to invest in notes, they might go and buy that note. From that owner or that owner may say hey you know what i want some more cash i'd like the cash in my pocket and they'll go sell that note similar to what the banks do i mean the banks sell all their mortgages too they securitize them right so this is just private private transaction and is, is that accurate is that what they're doing yeah it's a negotiable instrument
1: the person who takes back the the note when they sell their home and, and getting 2400 dollars a month might some someday decide well you know, I need more cash for whatever reason, or I'd like to take a trip around the world or whatever it might be. Uh, they'd like a lump sum of cash. So this note is a negotiable instrument and they can, they can sell it, uh, to someone else and get uh, cash for it. Uh, they sell it at a discount because number one, a lot of the payments have already been made and, uh, you know, they might have to sell it at a different interest rate or something, but, uh, no, that's, that's certainly done. The notes, I should say, somebody say, oh, 9%, that's high for, for these days. Although well, we are, Getting close to that is for conventional interest rates. But the uh, seller carryback notes, private notes, whatever you want to call them, uh, usually quite often, almost all the time, carry a higher interest rate uh, than a conventional loan. And uh, the the pros for the uh, seller of the property who carries back this note, they can get full price for their property or even more sometimes. You know, there's an no old saying in real estate, you can, have, you can have price, you can have terms, but you can't have both you'll get a higher return. The property seller can get a higher return compared to other invest investments, a higher interest rate. There's no waiting or wondering if the buyer is going to qualify for a conventional loan. Your quicker closing, uh, getting a month, substantial monthly income secured by the house that if it's your home, you know that house and you know how valuable it is and it's secured by that house that you might, uh, God forbid, but if there's a default, you get it back. And as you alluded to, most people don't know that you can sell that note, or you can borrow against it uh, from a bank. You can sell part of it. You can sell uh, the next X number of payments, or you can sell um, half the note. Uh, you know, you can do all sorts of things. with it. you can trade it, you could trade it for real estate, for a down payment on some real estate, or a car, or you know, whatever. Uh, as I say, uh, to use a legal term, it's a negotiable instrument, and there's a there's a lot more you can do with notes. There's, uh, it's, it's a tremendously flexible thing. If we have time, we'll go into one or two of this.
0: No, that's perfect because I think he laid it out. Now, a, a carryback, like if I'm the owner and I'm selling a property, and I'm carrying back, and I'm holding a piece of paper that's going to give me an income stream. I'm doing that because it's spreading the tax hit out. I can elect to treat it as an installment sale under 453 and spread it out over many years, which means I don't have to pay tax on that sale all in one shot. Like if I sold it and there was bank financing. Here I actually have this thing and I and I've done this by the way actually on behalf of clients that had carry back notes. What's the typical discount on that? So let's say that I have a $100,000 note that's getting $2,000 a month. I don't know. Let's let's just say it's 9% interest. I don't know if the numbers actually work, but let's just say you that's had that great. note, would I sell that to somebody and and if so at what discount uh, is the market usually going to give?
1: It depends of course on uh, again the investor wants to determine what interest rate they're going to get on their investment. So, if it's a, let's say a hundred thousand dollar note, depending you know depending on how many payments have been made, but let's say you know only a couple of payments, so it's still a bounce of a hundred thousand um, dollars. You'll probably get somewhere. It depends, of course, on the interest rate. You said a nine percent note. There wouldn't be a whole lot of discount on that. There are investors out there who are looking at uh, to buy a note on the on the secondary market, if you will, uh, not a second note, but a you know on the on the a reselling of a note maybe eighty five thousand you might uh, uh, end up with so, because uh, the way the way it works as as you Toby know very well notes are sold at a discount. I wrote down some numbers here. This three hundred thousand dollar house that I mentioned before sixty thousand dollars down two hundred forty thousand dollar balance written at fifteen years about twenty four hundred bucks a month that the payer is paying. So the seller wants to sell that note and uh, the Interest rate that the investor wants is twelve percent. Well, you plug mm-hmm. that into a financial calculator, that comes to two hundred thousand dollars. So the investor pays two hundred thousand for that note, getting twenty four hundred dollars a month. Well, if you plug that in the calculator, that's a twelve percent return on your money. So mm-hmm. you've con the the investor who buys that note has converted a nine percent note to a twelve percent interest rate note. Yet the terms. The, the note payers uh, interest rate still nine percent the monthly payments still the same the number of payments doesn't change nothing changes for the note payer itself it's just by buying the note at a discount you increase your return on your money uh, from nine percent in this case to twelve percent it's not usury because the payer is not paying anything more the payer doesn't may not not even know the note has been sold until he gets a notice so oh, we'll make your payments to mr. Smith now instead of mr Jones so it's it's a kind of a beautiful thing. and As I say, there's so much, what I like about it is there's so much you can do uh, when you own a note.
0: And uh, that's just one example. Where do you find what? them? So if I'm an investor, that sounds really attractive to me because like I'm looking at it going, hey, right now, hey, money market might get you 5%, SIM CDs get you 5%, but you're saying, hey, I'm willing to take a little more risk. And I know the market's going nuts right now with the raising of the interest rates. Are there any of these out there? And if so, where do I find them?
1: Well, there, there are a lot of them out there and there are a lot more being created now. It's common sense. As conventional mortgage interest rates go up, fewer people can qualify to uh, to get a loan. Uh, so fewer people, there's a smaller and smaller, every time we have an uptick in interest rates, there's a smaller and smaller pool of potential property buyers. So when a property seller realizes, hey, you know, a year or so ago, I could have sold this house like that, but now it's sitting on the market. What do I do? Well, People can't qualify for a loan, but maybe I'll offer uh, to hold a note and become, be, in other words, be, be the bank. Uh, I won't be a bank involved. It'll just be me selling the property and, and holding that note and getting the monthly income. And once once you offer what they call seller financing, again, a word I don't like to use because regulators love the word financing. It's not financing, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, when you when you have a seller carryback uh, situation, properties sell a lot faster. And they sell; they can sell for a full price because again, you get terms or you get price, but you don't get both. But you're asked where to find them. Yeah. Well, we uh, on our website uh, we have a link to our Facebook group, and we have close to six thousand members of our Facebook group. We get pretty much every day people posting notes for sale. We don't get involved in the transactions. It's just a, a bulletin board, and people they put their contact information in. We're not involved. They just You know, you see a note that might look interesting, you contact the seller directly. So that's papersourceonline.com. You go to the tab, other resources, and click on Facebook group. Where to find them? Lots of places. If you're a member of a real estate investors club, or if there's one in your town, start going to that, talking to uh, real estate investors. These guys quite often have notes that they want to sell. Think about who in your life do you think that you can think of would see notes on somewhat of a regular basis? Attorneys? Accountants, title company officials, uh, real estate brokers, bank trust officers, financial planners, cultivate relationships with them let them know that you buy notes. you might be interested uh, some of them uh, will take uh, will can accept a uh, finder's fee others uh, ethically cannot you'll have to work that out with them. People do other ways they send out postcards, they put in ads, and that's one way to do it that's you know costs money, but uh, I know people are successful doing that as well. It's it's a lot of work and it, it there is an expense. I I prefer the the networking and the uh, online like our 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 uh, paper source. Uh, uh, Facebook yeah,
0: it, or- uh, let me do a shameless first one for you because Paper Source Online is a great place to learn about node investing too. Because I know you have your the Paper Source University. We also have a bunch of courses that you've created inside of our Infinity Investing Portal. Which is a great place to learn about what kind of investments. And since we're going to learn about this, what could you tell people to avoid? So, if somebody hears this video and they say, "Hey, you know what? I'm really interested in going out and buying some notes." There's probably some notes that you say don't touch with the ten foot pole, and then there's notes that you say these are the ones you consider. What's an easy rule to follow for somebody who's out there thinking about getting involved in note investing?
1: Okay, I would suggest several things. Uh, particularly if you're new to this, I would get yourself a mentor or somebody who is uh, experienced in notes, maybe it's a friend of yours, maybe it's, uh, you know, we'll be happy to help you uh, with no charge, uh, you know, just send me an email and, uh, you know, I can't do, you know, can't can't hold your hand at every moment, but I'm happy to give you some advice. Specifically for somebody starting out, I would only stick with first position notes. Uh, I wouldn't go to seconds or certainly not anything lower than that. I'd look for the uh, t- type of property I would stick with, single-family houses, unless you really know that you can handle, I mean, the way, the way I look at it is, would I want to own this property if I had to foreclose? So, you know, what am I going to do with, with a factory? I don't know anything about factories. So I don't buy notes on factories or shopping centers. I buy notes on single-family houses, on farmland, uh, you know, some things that I personally uh, know what to do with if I, if I had to take possession. Uh, so think, think about that think about the down payment. What what was the down payment that was made? Uh, if it's less than 15 or 20%, you know, that, that that's a scary situation because the property value may drop and you might find yourself underwater. You don't want the property back. So the higher the down payment, the better. Notes that are that have uh, property that, you know, you'll see this a lot with the uh, mobile homes, there'd be no money down or $1,000 down. Those usually default. Uh, so I stay away from those. Uh, unless
0: you want them right unless, unless you like well, yeah, yeah. own that
1: exactly that's what i'm saying unless you unless you really want to own it like okay non-performing notes is which i we're not going to get into right now i guess but uh i don't particularly think we need to but uh that's the kind of thing that yeah you gotta look at, i'm i'm probably gonna end up owning this property very likely so mm-hmm. uh, but the ultimately the value of a real estate note depends upon the economic conditions that support the value of the property and say that again the value of the note, there's a lot of factors, but the value of, of a note really depends on the economic condition that support the value of the property. For example, an owner occupied single family house in a good neighborhood in an area with a diversified long term stable economy is about the best collateral you can get. That's what I look at. Amortized note is more valuable than one with a balloon because often the balloons aren't paid and they have to, you know, re- you're going to end re- up with diversify. the problem. Yeah,
0: in, uh, yeah, exactly. And Bill, do you have to foreclose? Like, so somebody buys the note, and it, the borrower starts to default. Is it all on you, or are there services that you could use to to go do the foreclosure or start the process? Or is there anybody that can manage notes, things like that?
1: Yeah, they they can. Uh, you don't have to go to foreclosure. I don't. I don't like foreclosure. I've been investing in notes for since the eighties. I've never foreclosed. Um, you with. Me.
0: You negotiate
1: Absolutely. with them. First of all, I don't want to throw somebody out of their house. And,
0: uh, the yes, banks did it in long-term. 2007 and eight. They just in mass just started tossing people out. Would it have been better if the government hadn't gotten involved and in, uh, and started paying the banks off would it have been better if we let a bunch of note investors go buy those mortgages and negotiate with the, uh, with the folks that were the, the borrowers.
1: Well, I'll go back to how you started that. It's always better if the government isn't involved in anything, whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. That was a horrible, horrible time, and uh, it's uh, it put uh, banks in back into business that shouldn't be in the business today. I mean, it's that the goal is now. Now I'm getting on my on my high horse here, but the goal is to shut down all smaller banks so that uh, all we have are the Chase Manhattans of the of the world and those the the giant mega corporation banks. Uh, that's what they're trying to do and cut out the small community banks, and then of course. Uh, when we get uh, central bank digital currency and there's no no uh, paper money left, and the government, uh, like in, in communist China, where the government uh, controls your money, and if they don't like your opinions, they cut off your money, and you can't travel, and you can't get a loan, and things like that. That's, in my humble opinion, that's that's the direction that uh, this present U.S. government wants to go in.
0: We can combat that by doing business with each other, right? And that's what it seems like. It seems like you're saying, hey, you know what? When you sell a house you don't need to go to the bank, owner carries it back. And then if he has an outlet or she has an outlet, then they can sell it to another investor if they need the money. Otherwise, they just take the income yeah. stream. But like you said, like I could go negotiate with you. Let's say you had a note. I don't need the whole thing. I might just say, hey, I want a part of the income stream. Maybe I'm doing half. Maybe you say, hey, I need $50,000 of that. You have a $240,000 note. Is, is it uncommon for someone to say, hey, I just need a little bit? And I'll sell you this portion of the income stream.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it's a very good point, uh, Toby. You can you can you can sell it all. You can sell part of it. You can sell half the payment. Uh, the investor gets half the payment. You get the other uh, half of the payment. Uh, you can sell the investor in the next five years of payments for a lump sum of money at a lower interest rate than you than the than the face amount that you paid for the note, and that can be profitable to you. There's all sorts of 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 different ways to do it. It, it. Take an example of this note, the $240,000 note on the $300,000 house, written in 9%. You bought it at, uh you get a 12% return because you bought it at a discount. You can sell that note to another investor for a 7% yield. And I, I just did the figures before we got on here. If you sold that note that you bought for $200,000 because you bought it at a discount, as notes are sold at a discount, and it's a, uh, a face rate of 9%, will you sell it to an investor? And say, okay, how's it like seven percent on your money? A lot better than get anywhere else. Secured by a single-family house, great. Okay, you sell that to him for a seven percent yield. Well, how much is he paying for that twenty-four hundred dollars a month for fifteen years at a seven percent yield? That's he pays two hundred or she pays two hundred seventy thousand dollars for that note. What did you pay for the note? Two hundred thousand dollars.
0: And the IRS would say that's capital gains. It's it's whatever that face value goes up is capital gains, I believe. And and you just made a nice little profit negotiating exactly. some notes. Is that what your people do, Bill?
1: Oh, yeah. People do that all the time. I know we just got a few minutes left, Toby, but I don't want to skip over one, what I call the world's greatest retirement plan. It's on the same subject of uh, buying and selling and reselling yep. notes. Take this 15-year note that we're dealing with. It's forty thousand dollars note face value. Let's say you bought that for $200,000. Mm-hmm. Take the next This takes a financial calculator and I worked this out before this. If you sell the next nine years of payments of that note to a private investor at a six percent return on their money, you sell it for two hundred thousand dollars. Exactly what you paid for. Mm -hmm. After nine years, the investor bought nine years of payments. After the next nine years, they're they're done. They're done. They're out of it. What happens to the rest of the payments? It's a 15-year note. What happens to those six years of payments? You get them. You get them back. So you get twenty four hundred dollars each month for the next 6 years. If you do that 10 times after the 9 years, you'd have almost $300,000 a year coming in on each each time with nothing invested.
0: And people are doing this in their retirement plans. People are doing this because people are I know where they're already going to say they're like, "Where do I get the money if I'm not sitting on money?" You might be sitting on money. These are unrelated parties you could do private notes inside of a self-directed IRA or a self-trustee exactly. 401k. I'm sure you have exactly folks right. doing it in their Roths where they're never going to pay tax anyway, so they can go ahead and flip a whole bunch of these notes and they don't have to worry about a tax hit.
1: Exactly
0: right. No, no, that's that That seems ingenious, and it seems pretty obvious like this is something somebody might want to be doing. It's just I don't think there's a lot of information at it because there's these behemoths that want to be dominating the lending markets. You got Visa, you got MasterCard. I always joke, like, who's the servant in the MasterCard? Like, they don't even hide it. <laughs> I can become their servant when you're borrowing from these guys. But there's these huge institutions that make their money being the lender. And a lot of people don't realize, I could just go to somebody in my community. Maybe it's somebody that you know that you're not related to, or it could even be a sibling you could actually do these transactions with in a retirement plan. And they say, instead of going to the bank, let me be your lender. Or you just go out and you start investing in notes. And a lot of people don't realize it's literally that easy. Is that a fair statement?
1: Oh yeah, this is not rockets. What do they say? It's not uh, rocket, uh, science. rocket science. Well, no, I, uh, there's a, no, there's no one. Oh, it's not rocket surgery. It's not brain science. Uh, <laughs> it, but <laughs> no, I mean nobody. No, you know, don't be, Nobody has to be embarrassed. Nobody. Nobody's born l- learning this stuff. We have uh, on our website. I created a. Uh, I took my three day intro course on notes and boiled it down to seven fairly lengthy uh, digital sessions. Uh and uh it's free. I just made it free. And you can sign up for it at paper source online. It's an introduction of notes to give you an idea. Is this something I really am interested in? Do I wanna do this? You know, yeah, it takes some effort and you, you gotta learn some terms that you may not be familiar with, but uh the rewards can be tremendous. You know, I'm not I'm not a guy who says, Oh, you're you know, you're gonna make a million dollars a year in your pajamas and all that stuff. I I, you know, don't like a lot of that stuff. and. Uh, uh, Yeah, exactly. Right. I think that's why we we get along so well. because We both have the same attitude about that kind of stuff. But uh, it can be a a tremendous thing. And as you as you pointed out, Toby, not many people know about it. And uh, that's something people, I think, at least at least take the e course and and look into it. Uh, And and you might say, oh, this is not for me. This is not it's not for everybody. But uh, a
0: little bit of education never hurts and you can chew gum and walk at the same time. You can learn about different investments. And this is one of those areas that I would recommend people really get to know because the more you get to know about notes, it's gonna help you in other ways. And when you're going into negotiating, if you're ever buying a home or something like that, all of a sudden you're gonna realize, wait a second, maybe I don't have to jump through all the hoops with the bank and go through their underwriting and deal with this person, that person, and a mountain of paperwork this thick and everything else. Maybe I can go to a private individual and I find a group where there's people that are like, yeah, I would love to, to be be your lender. I know there's still Dodd-Frank and there's still some rules that these guys have to follow, especially if it's a primary residence, but everybody's aware of the rules and everybody's aware of what's necessary. And all of a sudden it's so much easier. I've done this myself personally, uh, especially when I was growing my portfolio and levering up, I would look for somebody that I knew and say, Hey, I don't want to partner on this deal. I wouldn't mind having, uh, if if you want a decent return, then we can negotiate something that you're going to get. It's better than what, what the bank's going to offer, but there's not as many fees and there's not as many of these crazy costs that they lump onto these things. And like you said, so much faster and we're keeping the bank out of it. The bank doesn't, they're, they're making profit on these things. Why don't we just keep the profit to our private community and help your neighbor out? Bill, this has been fantastic. I'm going to tell people, go to paper source online. I'll put it in the show notes. And I can't recommend uh, highly enough to go to, a, to go to an individual like Bill, who is not selling a course, he's not trying to get you to do this, that, or the other. I've never figured out how Bill makes his money other than that he's a really good investor and he's got a really good community. And I know you do an event because I get to come speak at it every year in Vegas. And you have a really, really good group of professionals that are part of this organization that are part of the paper source. And I get to meet them all the time. i got a bunch of his clients, great people. So, uh, Bill, thank you for sharing your wisdom today. And is there anything else you want to throw in there?
1: We covered a lot, Toby. Um, there's actually a lot more we could say. I've got uh, got notes here. I think we <laughs> covered uh, covered a good part of them. I say it's it's again, it's something that people should look at. There's uh, oh okay, uh, one thing to cover: the three Ps very quickly. You look at the paper, you look at the property, you look at the payer before you buy a note. The payer's credit history, employment. I heard somebody say once, check their car out, see what the condition of their car is. Is there a bunch of trash inside of it? And also That's look true. at their, uh, look at the radio to see what stations it's set on. And if it's if it's set on something you think is is crazy crazy music, don't buy the note uh, or don't rent <laughs> it anyway. So you got the paper, the payer, the property. You look at all those things, and uh, I'll make sure the paper is in order. You know, that's, again, would I want to own this property that's secured by the note? That's key. So, uh, you know, we, we've gone all, all over those things. Uh, again, it's uh, thank you again for the opportunity. It's papersourceonline.com. And if, uh, if people want, want to know what my wife and I do uh, in our spare time, we do a, a, a talk radio program on a commercial FM station in the Texas Hill Country. And you can go to firstcoupleoftexasradio.com and uh, you might uh, find some interesting things.
0: Perfect, Bill. I know I know you have a diverse background. That's awesome. But in the meantime, everybody go to the paper source online and go learn about note investing and see if it's something that will help you build up your wealth. A lot of people are always willing to help you when you have a big pile of money. We want to help you get the big pile of money. And Bill, you've been really, really helpful in that over the years, helping so many people. And I hear about it from your clients all the time. So thank you for joining us. And guys, go check it out.
1: Thank you for listening to today's podcast.